What is up, everyone? Hi, welcome back to Newly Nutrition. It's Emily. I have some really exciting news. So for those of you who have been following along on my social media, you might have noticed I've been in California since December, and I got some news for you. I'm moving back to Vancouver, Canada. I'm not from there. (laughs) My boyfriend is from there, and we love Canada, and we love Vancouver, so we're going to move back there this summer and stay there for a year or so. We don't really know, but just wanted to give you a little life update. We're both really excited to move back to Vancouver. I am sad to leave California. It will always be my home, but that's okay. I love new beginnings and moving things around. I think that's so important for me and what I want in my life. So there is an update from me. More importantly, let's dive into this episode. I'm really excited to share this one with you. She is a brand new guest. She was so awesome and willing to come on the show, even though she is a powerhouse and has a wildly successful online nutrition business. She is honestly someone that I would turn to for advice or grab a coffee with. She was just so real and nice to chat with from never meeting her until today. So who I'm talking about is Nicole Porter. She is a stress coach and wellness educator. She's also a registered holistic nutritionist, registered nutritional therapist, healthy weight loss coach, and Pilates coach with training and mindfulness-based stress reduction and behavior change through workplace wellness programs, private and group coaching, and online courses like the eight weeks to awesome wellness challenge. Nicole helps busy stressed out professionals mindfully overcome the top 10 unhealthy habits that chronically stress out their bodies and prevent optimal health mindset and productivity. Nicole is based in Vancouver, Canada, but works with clients all over the world. She has been voted nutritionist of the year in British Columbia, best nutritionist in Vancouver and best work-life specialist and best wellness coach and educator in British Columbia. That is so awesome. And I completely understand why she's been in the entrepreneurial space for two decades. She has been in the nutrition space since she was 18. She went to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. I know a lot of the listeners here are there right now. And she just has some great tricks up her sleeve. We chat marketing, we chat sales, we chat cold calling, we chat what her programs are structured like, and we chat niching down. And she also gives you just some feel-good advice for making an impact in your nutrition business and just going for it, things that we need to hear. So with all that being said, let's dive in. Welcome back for season two of Newland Nutrition. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of Woo Girl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast shares the burning questions that you want answered from health and wellness professionals who make a living doing what they love. We dive deep into the world of entrepreneurship, and in this season, we are focusing on the fear and uncertainty that comes with the roller coaster that is building your own business. All it takes is belief, confidence, and taking action. Thanks for joining me today as a resource to get your wellness business up and running and make sure to subscribe to the newly nutrition monthly newsletter for extra resources and exclusive community events with motivated people just like you here we go it means a lot that someone of your established experience would be willing to have a chat with me and I support the audience that I have been building a community around about 
building a nutrition business of your dreams. I'm sure you know that after you graduate, it's kind of like you're setting yourself up for entrepreneurship. So thank you. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about your background. How did you get into nutrition and how long have you been in the industry? My interest in nutrition would have started when I was about 15. And that is uh, 31 years ago now. Um, So I've always been very interested in it. Uh, I got into, I danced when I was younger. And then I got into the fitness industry when I was about 16. I started teaching aerobics back back in the 90s. And my introduction to nutrition or my interest in nutrition, however, was not a healthy one. So it was very much around weight loss and how can you lose weight faster sort of thing. So I wouldn't say that it was um, like it's definitely not the approach I take now. If anything, it's exactly what I don't want my clients to do. But that was my mindset as a teenager. And then, you know, and it continued to be my mindset until I was probably about 23, 24. And that's when I, and I had migraines from about that same age. And so when I was about 23, I ended up at the office of a naturopath and a nutritionist here in Vancouver. And it completely changed the way I saw nutrition and just it completely changed the way I saw food and and using it as, you know, a way to heal the body. Although we can't technically say that, say, you know, it's not going to can't work miracles necessarily, but it can certainly do wonders for the body. Um, Sometimes it can work miracles. Um, But that was really my my uh, introduction to it was very early on. And I've always been interested in the ability of the body to just heal itself if we would just give it time. And that that comes from a dance background too, you know, injury and and that sort of thing, not just food related. And then I, I, I worked in marketing and advertising and sales and operations and and for the most part any of my clients and I also had a marketing agency around wellness and then um, and I came out to Vancouver to do my nutrition degree when I was 18 and I did a couple years of it and then ended up doing marketing Um, but yeah it's just it's always kind of been my my interest and it's hard not to it's hard not to preach it Totally. So where did you go to school? I went to UBC to begin with. And then I finished, I did a nutrition um, certification, registered holistic nutritionist certification at Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Okay, amazing. And then after you graduated, were you trying to work with clients and kind of form your own practice? Well, I had my own agency at the time working with wellness brands. So I was doing uh, like doing PR um, for fitness and organic skincare and, and supplement brands, that sort of thing. Um, so I'd always kind of been in and I'd, I'd, I'd always sort of had an entrepreneurial background in a sense or management background. I grew up in that world as well. So when I graduated, um, it, it, I already had a company running. That so it just kind of shifted to be more about coaching people, and then obviously coaching more uh, into corporate, who's my niche, my target market. Mm-hmm. Totally. So when you say you worked in marketing and had your own advertisement 
agency and stuff. When did you transition to doing full-time nutrition work or do you do full-time nutrition work right now? I do. Yeah. So my, my whole business is, is, uh, I position myself as a stress coach because I deal with things other Mm -hmm. than nutrition. I mean, I am a registered Mm -hmm. nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, but, um, I, I, I deal with other things besides food. Um, but immediately, as soon as I was, I graduated, that's when I started working with, as soon as I was able to legally, that's when I, and, and licensed and insured and all of those things, then, then I was taking on private clients and, and building coaching programs. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So talk about what a stress coach looks like for anyone who is interested in either hiring one or becoming one. I, um, I basically have pulled in, uh, in a way I've pulled in all of the mistakes I've made in my life and, uh, and experience that I have working with, with, you know, in the corporate market and with that sort of that working adult, just looking at all of the bad habits essentially that people have and these habits can stress out the body and the brain most importantly. And so I deal with, with, all of those habits and and pull them into my programs and my seminars and my courses. And so it's not that I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm still a nutritionist at heart. You know, nutritional stress is, is a thing and it is something that is, people don't even know that there's a term nutritional stress, right? They think of emotional, mental, and psychological stress, but that the core of it, it's still nutrition. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And a lot of mindfulness as well. So a lot of, a lot of, um, I, I do bring in a lot of mindfulness and just paying attention to the body. So it's kind of a, a, the foundation of the program is really those two things. Amazing. Okay. So can you walk us through kind of the first steps of working with a client that is hiring you to be their stress coach? Um, I guess it depends. I mean, if for those those who are out there, I mean, I am definitely a systems systems and process person. I don't like I don't like to waste time. I like things to be mm-hmm. efficient. So I have, you know, as soon as somebody books from they book from the website, they don't need to talk to me first. Although sometimes I, sometimes I'll talk to them first to so they can gauge what program they should be in or if we have a good dialogue or, or sort of energy together. And then, um, you know, they book, they book their session. They have an intake form that they immediately fill out. And then I review that. And then we start off in their first session. And there's different programs. Um, you know, some people might just have an intro session, which is an hour-long session. And others might get more into a program that's a bit longer that includes, you know, having me as a regular coach weekly. And I kind of keep up to um, keep an eye on what they're up to almost every minute of the day, uh, which, which can be scary for them at times, but is also the most beneficial, um, you know, when I can kind of be that, that, that um, angel or devil on their shoulder, keeping an eye on what they're up to. Mm-hmm. So would you say working with you is very hands-on and you're like available 24-7 and you're just a major support system? It depends on what program you're in. So with my private coaching programs, absolutely. They have access to me seven mm-hmm. days a week. Um, we do a weekly session. They have access to materials and videos and, and emails and that kind of thing. If somebody's in a course, 
an online course, then they don't have access to me. They have access to similar materials that the private coaching clients have. But, Mm -hmm. and then they can also add at any time, they could add a private coaching session if they need more customization or more advice or more motivation or tailoring, whatever it might be. But it's, it's the private coaching clients that would get access to me and tweaking their programs and that sort of thing. Whereas the people in the courses uh, wouldn't get that unless they had a session. And then seminars Mm -hmm. are a totally different story, right? I mean, seminars are, you know, usually an hour long time slot with a few minutes incorporated in there for Q and A's. Amazing. Okay. So let's talk about seminars and how would you make sure that you completely nail a seminar if it's your first one and you're maybe doing a seminar for like 40 people in a corporate setting? How do you make sure that you're making an impact? You know, uh, anyone who, first of all, if, if anybody out there is wanting to do seminars and is nervous talking in front of people, then they've got to practice. I mean, it, it has to come down to practicing and then practicing in front of people and being open to feedback and having people, you know, the people that are going to be sort of your test group, you know, you kind of have to make a deal with them and say, look, you need to be honest with me about how I'm presenting. Do I have energy? Do I seem like I'm, I don't have energy? Do I seem like I'm in my head about things? Like, and just really get honest feedback. And from a marketing perspective, uh, you know, focus groups, let's call it a focus group in a way, focus groups are so important. They can completely change the trajectory of, of anything. So it's important to get that feedback from other people and also have like, so you're kind of practicing in front of a group for two reasons. Number one, to get away from any jitters that you might have speaking to a group and number two to get your material down mm-hmm. so, so true. I mean that's kind of the presenting presenting element of it you know I, I, I think there are other tips to give when it comes to how to structure a presentation but but really you know it, it, I think it truly comes down to obviously you've got to be knowledgeable but you've got you've got to believe what you're saying but you've also got to can't just be like reading the heading and reading the bullet points on a slide, right? You, you've got to know your material mm-hmm. and the way that you get to know your material is to practice it. Yeah, that's so true. And would you say for a seminar, providing less information is better because people seem to be overwhelmed by too much? Yeah, and, and I can be guilty of that too because I want to teach them so much in in the limited time that I have with them. But yes, less like less is always more. And and certainly less is always more on a slide. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a slide up, you're better off to just have a couple of bullet points on there and that you can talk for a long time around it if you need to, but don't mm-hmm. overwhelm them visually, especially because we're doing so much online now and some people are on smaller screens and it just, it's too much, right? But totally, but absolutely less, less is more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what would a well-rounded nutritionist look like to you since you've graduated and then it's been, I feel like the health and wellness bubble is really expanding right now and you see all types of nutritionists out there, but mm-hmm. for you, what is a well-rounded nutritionist to really make an impact in someone's life? You know, I, I think 
It's, a, it's such a good question. I mean, my, my first thought is just that you're not somebody who is pushing extremes. You know, I mean, there are still people out there, um, you know, there's good and bad in every industry, right? It's, it's not just wellness, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to see that there are people out there pushing one diet over another pushing diets at all, frankly, unless mm -hmm. it's something that's a very specific protocol. Um, I, yeah, and also somebody who's got the experience dealing with it. You know, I think that you don't have to have gone through your own health problems or challenges in order to be a good anything, but it does help you relate. And, you know, I think if you dig deep enough, anybody digs deep enough, they can find that, like, I can completely relate to my stressed out working professionals because I have been one and I, 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 I kind of joke that's like, I, I still can be one too. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you need that personal experience. You need to really get to know your market, but you, you need to just be open to what that client needs as opposed to trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. Like this is the diet I like for myself and therefore every single client should follow this diet. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like just because it fares really well with my body doesn't yeah, mean exactly. every client Everybody's is different. going to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. And I also, Do I you would see just, any mis Sorry. I, I no, no, just, go ahead. I was just going to add <laughs> that. And I don't, I really don't think that there are many people out in, in our industry because it's such a helping industry, but I would just add that I my hope would be that people build programs with the intent that those clients don't have to come back and see them again. Instead mm -hmm. of, oh, I want to just give you a little bit of advice so that you book a session next week and next week and next week. Like I would like to think that we're all authentically trying to help people so that they can so they're empowered with information and then they don't have to rely on us because nobody wants to have a meal plan done for them 52 weeks a year for the next 50 years of their life, right? We need to teach mm -hmm. them to do their own meal plans or eat, you know, eat healthily without you being their coach. So, mm -hmm. okay, that's my last note. <laughs> I love that. And I completely agree. So you mentioned earlier that you do business coaching. Do you see any mistakes nutritionists are making today that we should be avoiding in our business or with clients? Mm you know, to be honest, I don't really keep an eye on what other nutritionists are doing. I, 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 I truly don't really pay attention to what others are posting. Just having been, having taught other people in the wellness world, uh, you know, taught business or sales and marketing, what I find is actually people are more scared to put themselves out there than anything. So when they get into this, this industry where they want to help people, they are a bit hesitant to put a price tag on it. They're quick to give away free sessions. They're quick to price themselves low. And, and, 
and in all fairness, you know, maybe it's just a matter of them starting out and starting to really see how much value they offer. But I think if anything, I see maybe a lack of confidence in what people are posting because they're just maybe not sure yet what kind of an impact they can have. But, you know, mm-hmm. the common denominator when I used to teach, uh, you know, life coaches and, and wellness counselors and that sort of thing was just that they were um, just kind of scared, fearful of and whether it's judgment or making a mistake or whatever it might be, or that they're just new and, and they don't want to be giving the wrong information, or they're just trying to figure out who they are. Um, I think if anything, people are, are, uh, need to, need to share more information. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. And what advice do you have for the blossoming entrepreneur that just graduated nutrition school? That's such a loaded question because there's, so, <laughs> there's just so, oh, like how much time do we have? Um, just anyone doesn't even matter if you're a nutritionist, but just starting your own business is a whole mm-hmm. other ball game because not everybody's meant to run their own business. And, and some people might think, well, that's the expectation of me when maybe they're better off working for somebody else. I mean, we all sort of have a role to play. Some people are meant to own businesses and other people's aren't. There's, there's other people aren't there. There's no wrong answer. Um, but you know, you've got to be ready for the roller coaster if you're going to run your own business, right? You've got to be ready to put yourself out there. You need to not be scared to make phone calls, to prospect new business. You need to do research. Like you need to be, have thick skin when you get a hundred no's until you get to one yes. Like there's just there's you're a salesperson truly, mm-hmm. um, and then you have to coach people. So you, you really like it, it. And then you've got to go through those, like when I say roller coaster, you've got to go through those ups and downs of, okay, well, who's my next client coming in? Where are my sales coming from? And, you know, there's just, there's so much to, to running a business. And, and um, you know, I would just say that make sure you're ready for it. Ask, talk to other people who own businesses and get their advice even if they're not in your own uh, industry. I mean, it would help to talk to people in your industry or maybe people that are in other elements of wellness, but even somebody who owns, you know, a bike shop or somebody who owns, you know, whatever other entrepreneur you, you know. And I don't mean somebody who's just, who's taken over a business. I mean, somebody who started a business, if that's what you're doing, starting it, like it's very different to start something than just take something over. Um, not to say that they both don't have their challenges, but yeah, you gotta be ready. That is for sure. Yeah, I I always say that there's nothing that can prepare you for entrepreneurship and you just have to have the confidence and yeah. take action. I think those yeah. two things can really take you far. And I and I do I do think, you know, just in the spirit of wellness, it, it you still have to take care of yourself in that. So I think all the things that we we talk about and, and we promote to our clients you know, of course we need to be living examples of what we're, we're preaching. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but what, what we're promoting to our clients. But when you're working as much as you can, when you're starting your business out, you've also got to take care of yourself. So you need to get your sleep. You need to eat properly. Mm -hmm. You need to follow all the rules that, that we're putting out there or the body will just break down and then you don't have the energy to continue on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Completely agree. Let's talk about sales strategy. You mentioned earlier that you used to coach that. So in 2021, I feel like a lot of sales strategy is online and, you know, creating landing pages and lead funnels and all of these webinar funnels and all of the things. What do you think, do you think that's the only way to get sales or do you have any new strategies for us to learn? I think there are plenty of ways that you can find new business, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's networking. I mean, here's the thing is that I'm old enough now to have gone through, someone older than me would say, well, you weren't around when I had to do this kind of sales. But, you know, I was around when, you know, networking was the way to meet people. And not to say that it isn't still, but it was the way to meet people. There wasn't even an internet back then. And then, (laughs) you know, and then I worked in 100% commissioned sales. I sold advertising for years. And that was all about cold calling. We weren't posting anything out on social media. There wasn't even social media back then. So, you know, now obviously we live in a very digital world and there's lots of ways that you can, you know, whether you're paying for ads on social media or not. There are lots of ways to reach people, but I think the unfortunate thing is that we have become very reliant on digital and we have forgotten that there are other ways that are actually human connection type ways that we can get business. So personally, I do a lot of cold calling. There's a lot of business development. It's sending emails out. People I know Um, who maybe know someone or they work in an organization or I see that they know somebody or I know that they know someone in another organization. It's a lot of kind of working your network as opposed to relying on social media. I find that social media in my business is more of a support for people who are like, oh yeah, I, I, I heard about her in a seminar or a friend of mine was talking about her coaching company or whatever it is. And then they go to social media and go, Oh yeah, I like what she's saying, or I don't like what she's saying. And then, you know, whatever happens next is, is up to them. But, um, and I'm not saying that there, there isn't value in having, having your digital presence just, you know, up and running and, and running as perfectly as possible and testing it and all of those things. But I think we're, we're very stuck to, um, relying way too much on a phone to get us results. You know, it's very small Mm -hmm. that actually, you know, literally it's small when you're only looking at a phone to get a macro view. Right. So I'd say get out there and meet people. Obviously we're in a pandemic right now, so it can be a little challenging, but when the doors open and, and the borders open and all of those things, then, you know, get out there and like literally shake some hands. I love that. Let's talk about marketing now that we talked about sales a bit. What are your views on how to market yourself these days? Mm-hmm. It is ever-changing. And I'm actually just right now going through um, just trying to decide what I need to change or update in my with my website, social media, with funnels, everything. Um, you know, I... I we talk about sales and marketing sometimes as if it's the same thing and in a way it is, but at the same time, they're also very separate. So um, 
you know, I think it's important for people to, well, I don't, I don't think, I know it's important for people to know their target market. Like you can't mm-hmm. be all things to all people. So for those who are new, you know, listening here, the, the key thing is to know your target market and don't get scared. And I used to, I, like, I, I dealt with this so often with the students in class that they're scared to define a target market because they feel like, well, if I just go to this niche and I say I'm going after 25 to 34-year-old females, because they're very different than 35 to 44-year-old females. So if I go after 25 to 34-year-old females, that means I'm going to miss out on all these other all these other people, men, women. And it's like, you're not. You're just going to be so much more focused. And if you want to look mm-hmm. at it from a budgetary standpoint, the amount of money it would cost you to reach... 12 to 900 year olds, whatever you want to say, is going to be a much bigger budget than what it's going to cost you to really narrow in on a 25 to 34 year old, right? So mm-hmm. hands down, get your target market figured out because the way that the way that you define your market is going to define how you write the copy on your website. It's going to define your voice in social media, the tone you use, the emojis you use, whether you use them at all, right? Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does start 100%. with that. And, 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 and even before that, it starts with, you know, the, from marketing perspective, yes, that is, that's key. And that's just one element of it. But I think it's also important for you to understand why you're doing this. Like get really clear on why you started this because, you know, you can be, you can be a, a good coach but have a great why and people will flock to you, you know. But if you're, you can be a great coach and be kind of loosey goosey about why you're doing this or not seem authentic. And it just, it, it doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And so your niche is corporate. Mm -hmm. Do you specifically target women or men, a certain age group, or is it just corporate companies? My target market is, um, is corporate and it's people who have, who are in an age, typically, you know, I, I could say they're an age demographic, um, and that's one way to define a target market, but I'd, I'd say more the, the psychological state they're in is the more important factor, and that is that they've, if we're talking private coaching, then they've gotten to a point where they've tried diets, they've tried exercise programs, no, nothing has worked, or it's only worked short term, because that's usually how diets work. Um, so it's only worked short term or they feel like there's just something else that like it goes beyond food and fitness. Right. And it does good health does go beyond food and fitness, but, um, there's, they just feel like there's something else that's missing. And then on top of that, there's so much information. I mean, you can Google whatever search engine you're going to be on, you know, it's, it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. for people. And especially when, you know, unfortunately, there is marketing out there that is, I mean, we all know it. You don't need to be in our industry to know how misleading the marketing is and mm-hmm. promising lose 10 pounds in three days. And it's like, oh, you know, it's just making people sicker, right? So it's it's frustrating yeah. to see that, but people people believe in that. And so the person who's coming to see me is the one who is tired of that, who's probably tried the 10 pounds in three days. But now they're, they are 
focused on maybe a bit of weight loss, but then they're focused on energy. They're focused on productivity, not having anxiety, having a better night's sleep, like the, like the quality things as opposed to the number on the scale. Right. Mm -hmm. And then those, those people would be the ones who I would hope are filled up in the room when I'm doing a seminar. So I'll, you know, I'm not, I'm not picky about the corporate clients I work with. I mean, I, 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 I'll educate anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I look at my ideal target market for a private coaching client, that's who it is. Okay. And when you reach out to these corporate companies, are you reaching out to, is it completely Cole's calling? Like, hi, I'm Nicole. I'm a stress coach. I would love to work with you. Is it basically like that? Sometimes. Nice. And does it work? Like what's the success rate? So here's the thing, here's the thing that I would, um, I would, uh, tell people to take from whatever you and I are going to talk about right now in terms of cold calling, people need to Mm -hmm. remember to follow up because when they get a no, right? Like timing is everything. I don't even know a scenario where I wouldn't agree with that statement. Timing is everything. So I mean, there's been tons of people that I've emailed. They don't get back to me. I never hear from them. They might say, yeah, I like what you're saying, but, you know, we don't have a need for that or we don't have the budget for that. Um, so be prepared. Like, you've you got to grow some thick skin and and not be offended because it's not about you. I mean, sure, your email might have to be tweaked or maybe you need to leave a shorter voicemail or whatever it is, but... Um, it's okay to follow up. You don't want to be annoying, but it's okay to follow up. If anything, you might get credit for actually doing what you say you're going to do. If you say, okay, thank you. You know, I, I, thanks for your email. Um, you know, uh, whether it's like, I maybe don't want to say it's unfortunate. We can't work together, but like, no problem. Um, can I follow up with you in three months to just check in? or, you know, whatever, whatever your reason might be, when you actually follow up in three months, like that gets, that can get recognized by people. You might earn a little brownie point when you, maybe I shouldn't say brownie, but you might earn a healthy brownie (laughs) point (laughs) Um, for actually doing what you say you're going to do, right? 100%. And do you find that corporate companies are really interested in your, like eight week program or is it individuals coming to you after you do a seminar? I usually went like when I'm cold calling it's to book seminars or workshops. I do have clients come through the website as well. It's not all my business doesn't come from me, me cold calling. Um, but usually when somebody, somebody does a seminar or a program, they get, they get access, um, whether it's a, a discount, a limited time discount or something to my courses, so that's they kind of tie together. And then if anybody, of mm-hmm. course, if they want to sign up for a private coaching program, I also do group coaching. So I don't do that as often. Um, but if they want to sign up for any program, they can. The seminar mm-hmm. is really there to give them, to educate large groups of people because I want to educate as many people as I can. But at the same time, hopefully it's, it, you know, something resonates with somebody and they go, yeah, you know what? I just, maybe this is the way that I can finally get some, some results and then they maybe book a course or book a session. Mm-hmm. Love that. You know, 
I was just going to add something to you about the cold calling because, you know, one of the things that um, is frustrating to me when I get a random cold call because, you know, I, I get emails from people and people message me on LinkedIn and they haven't done one ounce of research on my business. They don't mm-hmm. know what I do. And you know, do your research. Like it's not just about copying and pasting a a templated email to reach out to a client. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't use the same elements of an email, but if you've done a little bit of research on their business, then at least it doesn't seem like you're just trying to go in for the the cash grab kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. And when you are, Hmm. How am I going to word this? Okay. So you've been running your business for years now and you're obviously very established and successful. Do you still get kind of feelings of insecurity or uncertainty as a business owner, especially maybe during the COVID times? How has that changed your business or how do you manage your stress levels? Hmm. Okay. So COVID... First of all, COVID, um, unfortunately, uh, but fortunately, was very good for my business. I think it, it, was, it should be good for everyone's business in our industry if you were yeah. ready to be online. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know every nutritionist out there, obviously, but, but if you're not online, then, you know, COVID hopefully was a wake-up call to get online. I was already online. The only thing that wasn't online was my seminars and my seminars were already in presentation format. So it was easy to throw on Zoom because I use Zoom already for private coaching and group coaching. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't an issue. Um, how do I manage my stress? <laughs> like I drank a ton of water <laughs> um, and I practice what I preach and I, and I make sleep as much as I can. You know, there's nights when I'm up late too, but um, not as often as I used to be. I really make sleep a priority and just trying to find those moments of somewhat stillness at least, or just really being connected to my body and going, okay, wait a second. I'm going too fast. Slow down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to maintain balance in all the ways that I talk to my clients about. So that's how I would answer that part of that question. Um, do I get, what do I get stressed out about? Was that what part of your question was? Sure. Yeah. It was the first part of your, your question, but um, something to do with, with what do I get stressed out about? But, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't really get stressed out about, I don't really get stressed out about much anymore. That's not to say that I, I, I used to get stressed out about a lot of stuff or worked up about a lot of stuff. Um, it stresses me out before I do a seminar and I don't know for sure if the technology is going to be working. So that's kind of always the, the running joke is that, um, my heart's pounding a little bit if there are some issues beforehand. And then, you know, and I, two minutes later, I'm starting a presentation about how to manage stress. So it's a little bit, bit (laughs) ironic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that from the people I've talked to, just um, 
students and people starting out, it, the, probably their biggest stress will be talking in front of groups of people, I would think. Um, and doing, yeah. more, doing more video, maybe being asked to do more video. I think uh, Clubhouse, the social media app, is going to be a wonderful thing for people who aren't comfortable on doing video because it's just audio. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've never done Clubhouse. Like, is are you on it and do you like it? I'm on it, but I'm not on it actively yet. I just did an interview on Monday, actually. Um, and I don't even know how many people were in this person's audience, uh, you know, at the, at the time or at various times. But yeah, it's a really, it's a really great platform. I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You should check I it out. I always yeah, I will for sure. And what do you teach your business coaching students about anything? I mean, what's kind of your main topics that you talk about with them? Um, everyone's going to be a little bit different because they'd be at different stages of their business. But uh, I think, you know, kind of alluded to it earlier, just that I'm a big systems and process person. So if anything, I am trying to encourage them to you know, document, doesn't mean you have to have an operations manual, but um, documenting their processes as much as they can and creating, you know, creating a process. So if you're creating a process with your first client, you know, after that client, look at it and go, okay, wh where am I going to duplicate this action? I'm always going to send a follow-up email and you know, as you get to know your clients, you're going to realize that they're asking you for some of the same things. So then you're going to start mm -hmm. to tweak that follow-up email and then you're going to create a template for it, right? So the template has, you know, you're going to customize some things, but okay, attached are this, this, and this, because everybody's always asking for this, this, and this. So um, recipe books, whatever it might be. So I think the, the systems and, and processes piece is really important because at the end of the day, that's going to save you time. It may not save you time mm -hmm. in the beginning. It might feel tedious, which is why most people don't write down their processes, but um, it'll save you time in the end. And that means it's going to make you more money in the end. And, and to be clear for those people who are, feeling like feeling guilty for making money because I, that's a tendency in this industry too is they feel guilty or they don't want to charge, right? If you're not charging, you're not making money. And if you're not making money, you're not in business, which means you're not helping people, which was probably the reason why you started this in the first place. So like, let's all get on the same page and try to make money so that we can continue to help as, as many people as, as possible you don't you don't really get anything for free in life you know yeah no I completely agree so this is kind of a different topic but I'm curious because you are your own boss do you find that you work like typically 40 hours a week like around nine to five every day or are you really flexible with your hours and you work when you feel like it I'm kind of curious like what a day in the life for you yeah, it's all different because it depends if I'm if I'm working on creating content or mm -hmm. if I like right now I just finished writing some presentations, so I have more flexibility, right? I have flexibility to do this. Um, 
you know, next week it'll be a different story because I've got to create some other content and do some writing. So I, but it, it has changed though, because when I started and, you know, the nutrition coaching business isn't as old as, you know, I start, I, I've been on my own technically and in my own business since 2008. So I worked, you know, my, I, I did not know, I don't even know what nine to five was back then right? It was definitely not nine to five. But now, you know, I tried to carve out days in my week where I've got time off. I don't, I, you know, 40 hours of coaching is not doable to deal with 40, right? It is not. So you're not, and and so you have to price accordingly, right? Because you're not billing out 40 hours a week. You may be billing out 20, maybe 25, not, maybe not even. Um, so my week is very different. You know, I, I, I'll take Mondays to do my planning, but I'm, I'm a bit more flexible about it. Friday afternoons, I like to just, you know, have my own, I, you know, it might sound like, oh, she's got Friday afternoons off. She can go do whatever she wants. But usually I do end up working or doing some kind of planning. Um, but yeah, my goal is to not work. I don't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. I've done it. I, I feel like I've worked <laughs> a couple lifetimes so far so yeah and good for you you should take time off and you should if you only work (laughs) 20 hours a week who's to say that's not allowed Mm -hmm. I think that you know we were raised to think we have to work nine to five five days a week sometimes even more than that and it's hard as an entrepreneur to you know maybe you feel guilt like Mm -hmm. we're taking off an afternoon or Mm -hmm. resting when you're tired it's hard to not feel that guilt yeah Yeah. You know, and that's one of the reasons it it might sound backwards, but in a way I'm grateful that I had migraines because the migraines were my, um, they were a full on roadblock for me because there was no way I could function with a migraine, but it was truly my body's way of just saying, stop, you've got nothing left. And if you're not going to slow down, then we're going to do it for you. So, you know, do I want another migraine? No. But, mm-hmm. but I am grateful for them. Mm-hmm. They taught you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So on your website, you have a lot of amazing offerings. Would you, is that because you've just from your experience, they have all done really well. So you kept a handful of offerings and plus you also offer one-on-one coaching. Is that a strategy that you've really liked and you stuck with or it just kind of naturally happened? Um, things definitely evolved. I mean, I am, so I've got my private coaching, uh, group coaching, workplace wellness, which is seminars and workshops. And then I've got the courses. And Mm -hmm. so they all have their own, they all serve their own purpose. The private coaching is there for people who truly need the coaching and who have the money to spend on it. Um, they really keep me in tune with what's happening on with people on an individual basis. And they help me uh, with my materials and writing for my seminars and courses. So, um, so that's a private coaching. The group coaching I created because I wanted to have an option for people to save money, to do coaching together, to do coaching with friends and get that extra encouragement which is so important now that we're in this pandemic. Um, the seminars are really about me educating as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And the online courses, I wanted to give a, um, 
to give an affordable, give people access to the education without without having to spend a bunch of money on it. So they still get the same materials that somebody in a private coaching course would get. They just don't get the customization and, and coaching, but at least they can mm-hmm. have access at a, at a much lower price point. So mm-hmm. it, it really is like there is an authentic reason at, at the heart of all of those services. And I've toyed with them for years. They've, they've been tweaked. They've, they have been eliminated. They've been added back in. And where they're at right now is, is like I'm happy with where they're at. Amazing. Have you ever worked with a business coach or mentor within your entrepreneurship journey? You know, I, I, I can't say that I've worked with one per se. I've just, I just feel like I have been lucky enough to cross paths with some really great people. I mean, uh, my parents included, but, and my family included, but, um, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people and I'm, I'm so naturally interested in business that I, you know, I've just kind of soaked up different advice from different people. And not to say that, you know, if I, um, found the right coach, absolutely. You know, every, everybody mm-hmm. does better with a coach. Truly. There's a reason why yeah. you get a coach to get results. Right. And someone to hold you accountable mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, but yeah, I've just, I mean, I could, I could think of tons of different people in my life that I've met that I've learned different things from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you have any programs or resources? So maybe not a business coach, but maybe an online course that you took or a book that you read that was just business changing for you? Oh, a good business resource. Oh, there's so much information. Or even just like a mindset shift, you know, like maybe you started your business and you were really stressed out about finances and then you changed your mentality to feeling abundant instead of feeling in the lack and maybe that changed or anything like that. No, absolutely. I mean, there's lots of great books out there. Like it's an old one, but the E-Myth is a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, like be curious, be uh, like soak up as much information as you can. When you talk about just mindset, I mean, it's so important. Like your mindset is everything, right? It it Mm -hmm. can make or break you. And I am a big believer in manifestation and energy and, and that kind of thing. So getting, you know, getting some clarity on what you want and just letting it be and not getting too wrapped up in how you're going to get there, but just having a clear vision of what you want Mm -hmm. and getting out of your way. You know, that's the biggest thing with everybody, whether you're talking about that, whether it's this conversation or it's a conversation you're having with a client, you know, we're all guilty of, of getting in our own way um, at times. And I know I certainly am, but um, yeah, just trying to find that, that confidence and, and soak up as much information as you can and meet people. You know, there are, of course, there are tons of books out there. There's audiobooks, there's search engines, you know, you can, you can get a ton of information, but to me, nothing beats a, a personal conversation with, with somebody who you're trying to emulate on some, on some level. Doesn't mean, mean it needs to be another nutritionist, but 
like, you know, you emailed me. I don't, I didn't know you before this. Of course, I'm happy to talk, right? You know, mm-hmm. I could email somebody else and say, hey, I know you don't know me, but I love what you're doing online. Maybe they have 3 million followers, right? And she or he might happily make the time for me. So, you know, put yourself out there and, and, and find the people that you want to want to emulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I also think it's important to find people that are just a couple steps ahead of you mm-hmm. in business and maybe looking to them for insight or guidance because they were just in your shoes. So mm-hmm. instead of going for someone who's like, you know, huge following, huge, a lot of establishment, 20 years into their career, looking towards someone that is just went through what you are going mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. I heard that once and I thought that was amazing advice. Yeah. And it's, it's quite still quite fresh in their minds. What, yeah. what they went through. Yeah. Totally. I actually have one question about your group coaching program. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you form a group coaching program and have it be impactful enough to that they're getting the results, but obviously you're teaching kind of the same things to the group. Does that make sense? So my, my group, yeah, I mean, my group programs are set up so that it's like, I don't, it's, it's not a public thing. You have to Mm -hmm. book it all together as a group. So I don't say, you know, spots open starting Friday at 10 a.m. It's more like I work with a corporation or a group of friends or colleagues or whatever. So we have a weekly coaching session. And in that session, that's when we can talk, you know, anybody can ask about their own digestive issues or hormones or adrenal fatigue or whatever. So as long as they're okay to ask that in the group, then that's where the customization would come in. They all, like Mm -hmm. you said, they all have access to the same materials. Um, And then again, if anybody wants their own personal private session, they can always, they can always book that on the side. And, And if they're not comfortable sharing something with the group that can happen too. Yeah. I love that. That's a really great way to approach a group coach. I love that. Um, okay, Nicole, this has been so fun. Do you offer any mentorship programs with students or are you hiring or do you offer, tell mm-hmm. us about your business coaching too. So yes, I do. Um, I, I do, I do offer a one hour business coaching either hour by hour. Uh, I don't have a program for it, but anybody can book a, a coaching session. And then, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't, uh, I, I base it a lot on what we've talked about and, and just kind of tailoring it to where people are at at different points. You know, they might just be starting out. They might be in business for five, seven years and, and trying to tweak things. Um, I am hire. I am looking to hire somebody. It's funny that you asked that because I'm literally just probably <laughs> about to put that post out today. But it isn't for somebody. It isn't for a nutritionist. It's more for somebody that's mm-hmm. marketing and, and um, mm-hmm. assistant kind of kind of role. But um, yes, let's put that out there to find the right right person. Um, yeah. And, and actually I, um, will do a, an offer. So for anybody out there who does want to book a coaching session, so they're an hour, um, you can book, it's normally 250, but I'm going to do a deal for 195. So if you book that coaching session, um, you'll see it, you go to the website and you just go to book a session 
then it'll take you through to a booking site and then you'll see business coaching one hour sessions on the bottom. So you can book a session there and you don't have to enter a promo code or anything like that. I can mention you when it's um, the chance to, to mention where you heard about it, but um, yeah, happy to do that. That would be amazing. I know a lot of the listeners on this podcast are just getting started in their journeys. So I think they would really appreciate some guidance and, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's really fun to have someone brand new on the show. I do a lot of repeat guests because people are always evolving in their business. And so it's really awesome to have someone completely new in a different network right join the show. So yeah, I'm so excited to share this. Do you have any last words for my audience? Oh, you know, I, I guess I would say that um, just remember why you started you know, you started, I would put money on it. You started to help people. So at the end of the day, in those moments mm -hmm. of frustration, those moments when you're super worried about where's my next deal coming from, or how am I going to pay this bill or whatever part of the roller coaster you're on, just remember you got in this to help people and somebody out there and many people out there are going to benefit from, from you just taking that next step. So don't doubt yourself. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Send me a DM or share this episode with your community and tag me at Wugor Wellness on the gram. Leave a review and spread the support for like-minded entrepreneurs. And don't miss out on exclusive community events and extra business resources in the Newly Nutrition newsletter, which you can sign up through the show notes. I appreciate your support more than you know. Till next time, friends.